Blog Talk Radio. Desperate House Witches. I'm Dorian Wallace. I'm Raina Starr. Welcome to Saturday, everybody. Please let me explain right now. If you hear any kind of crazy noise, there's a reconfiguration going on right above my head. So I apologize. Oh, no. But anyway, welcome to Desperate House Witches. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk, anything I might say might offend you, this may not be the show for you. Or it might be exactly the show for you, so stick around. Anyway, Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible Wicked One herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. And if you need that stuff shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com. But once again, Dorothy Morrison's website, www.wickedwitchstudios.com. All right, so today... We have author, intuitive, healer, businesswoman, consultant, speaker, teacher, and all-around groovy woman, Cindy Dale. Hey, Cindy. Hey, you guys. I'm here because I get to curse. I I mean, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, bitch, let it rip. Come on. We're here. I like you. (laughs) <laughs> both my both my sons were like not allowed to curse until they turned 18 and then they could rip yep. and then I could swear in front of them. We get along so much better now that they're post 18. It's amazing, isn't it? We we actually cursed and our reasoning was when our kids were were little, we can do it because there are some things that are for adults that are not for children. We can drink, we can smoke, we can curse, and when you get to be a certain age, you can drink and smoke and curse too if you wanna, because these are life choices. Well, watching my kids evolve into men, I also have two boys, as my sister does too, um, yep. you know, it's funny because once they can start cursing around you, they're more relaxed. <laughs> if they are, it makes a huge difference. They kick back. You know, they're comfortable, and then they tell you everything. But my oldest yeah. son, yeah, about a year ago, he said, does Gabe tell you everything, Mom? I go, yeah, because, well, you know what? I do do intuitive work for a living. I don't purposefully keep my radar on or on my boys, but come on. You still pick things yeah. up, so they might as well just tell you because you figure it out anyway. Truth, pretty truth. much. Spoken all day, truth. <laughs> it is the truth. So, Cindy, I want to talk to you about energy healing for trauma, stress, and chronic illness because I have to tell you, trauma, stress, chronic illness, you have, you're speaking to the right person. This book was apparently written yes. for me. But I have to talk to you about the fact that I know shit all about chakras. So if I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not the only one out here who don't know shit about chakras. Can you, can you talk to me about that? I can, and I think a lot of people don't ask, Dorian, because I think they go, oh, I should know by now. I mean, there's millions of yoga practitioners and people doing kundalini this and kundalini that, and you just kind of feel stupid if 
you're not in on the game. Though I did have a friend of mine who wanted to improve his golf game say, I don't care this shit what chakras are. I just want to know if I can do chakra golf and win. <laughs> Beat my buddies. So so uh, chakras are really cool. It, the, in the physical anatomy, we have three basic types of bodies. We've got organs, we have channels, and we have fields, right? We have the same in what's called the subtle energetic anatomy. That's sort of the invisible you that runs both the invisible world that is yours and your physical world, like your body, too. Chakras are the organs that manage different parts of your body, your mind, your way of being. That's all they are. They're just organs. They're just invisible organs. Huh. Cool. Okay. That's interesting. I did not know that. Dorian, did you know that? I didn't know that shit. No, I did not know that. Yeah. 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 Okay. My education is my education is happening right now. Okay. So (laughs) what is chakra? So what does chakra work like? What what is the you know like? Can you direct energy through your chakras? Are you supposed to be directing energy to? your chakras or diverting energy away from certain chakras? I mean, how does this thing work? Okay, so this is what's important. Now, let me get your voices straight. Is this Raina? Yes. Or Dorian? Okay, now i got your voices yeah. straight. That's the most important yeah. thing Raina to do is know who you're talking to. mouth is me, honey. Raina's got the big <laughs> okay. mouth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, now i got my head in the right place. You <laughs> <laughs> need to get us confused. You guys are adorable. You're so, and you're smart. I could tell. So here's what's cool about chakras is chakras can turn physical energy into subtle energy or invisible energy and invisible energy into physical energy. So you want to get a handle on how to work with them. You want to know the basics of where they are, and you want to get a sense of how to steer different thoughts and activities through them because, first of all, you don't want to screw up. Let's say you have a tumor. You don't want to make it bigger. You don't want to, you know, increase the physical energy around it. But how cool if you could help make it disappear. Or let's say you need money, and gosh knows, these times people need money. A lot of people are unemployed. They're in the gig economy. That sort of collapsed, uh, except if you're my dog walker because my dogs still need walking. But um, but right. if you need money, you don't want to, again, disappear the money you have. You want to make more money. So you learn the basics of the different chakras, what each can do. I just tell people, bring your consciousness to it and start using connectivity or intention to say, hey, this would be good for me. This, we could, we could disappear. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Um, it's sort of like magic, but it's to... not as easy as magic. <laughs> Maybe it is as easy as magic. Maybe it's what makes magic work, to be honest. <laughs> well, the thing about magic is, because magic is, you know, in my belief, 90% intention and, you know, maybe some deity intervention on occasion. Um, But for me, every time I hear chakras, like I think, okay, there's, like I should be meditating or, and, and I don't. I'm married to a Buddhist, so I live with a professional fucking meditator. Um, and I still don't have the basics because I can't seem to clear my mind. Um, so, like, let's say I, let's, let's, let's take an example. Like, I have uh, a situation where I have um, 
I'll use my mother. I have a, a toxic relationship. Like, how would chakra work come into play with that? Like, what would I do? Because I was reading some of the um, exercises you have in the book, and I'm like, holy shit, this applies to half my fucking life. What am I going to do? I apparently need an overhaul chakra-wise. I mean, is that something that's done? <laughs> yeah, like, it is. You, you do can that? do overhauls, tune-ups. <laughs> body work i mean somewhere in there i think there's an anti-aging potion too but (laughs) (laughs) so you can do anything with chakras because yeah different chakras are in charge of different parts of your life so the first chakra for instance is in the hip that's in charge of physical health money anything about life security if we're going to work with relationships we're probably looking at the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra, because that's the one that's about love, how we relate to people, this and that and the other thing. So once you know the basics of the chakras, you can go, oh, toxic relationship, mother. Now that can be a couple other chakras too, but you know it's going to impact the heart because that's the place that's all about love. And then like you're already saying, energy work, magic, it's all the same. It's mainly done through intention. So you bring your focus to your heart, you breathe into it, and you just ask to get a sense of what's going on in there that's impacting your relationship with your mom or how you got set up for a bad relationship with your mom. Or here's the big deal with toxic, because I had a toxic mother. She did die a year ago. I was the only, but I was the only relative in town. So I was it. I was on the rehab committee. I was on the let's go grocery shopping committee. I was on the mom needs help making the bed committee. I was the committee, all right? So she was toxic. I mean, there's no way to, you know, alcoholic, this and that and the other thing. I had 15 years to, to use my chakras to hold my patience, set my boundaries, not pick up her feelings, be able to be nice to her even when I didn't want to, but get the skedaddle out of there when I didn't want to be there too, right? So I worked my heart chakra all the time. I just went in it. What do I need? Let let me let go of her energy. She wants me to feel her pain. I don't feel like feeling her pain. And so I just kept working through that particular chakra to keep in touch with myself. So I could read what I needed, especially when I was making decisions in regard to her. That's brilliant. Makes it well, easier to have a chakra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just, it, you know, but it, it just sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> well, mothers are. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not just mothers. I mean, you know, I, I'm dealing with a couple of, of toxic relationships or Maybe it's just my interpretation that they're that they've become toxic. I don't know. So I'm just you know trying to to work my way through um, just some stuff about it. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about doing it through chakras because again, clueless about chakras. Never studied it. Never knew about it. Always had other people around me who knew shit that I didn't know because that's kind of what I do. Um, but it would be nice to be able to handle it myself. And I guess this book is going to teach me how to do that. Like, what do you suggest if you're in like a toxic work relationship? Cause uh, I'll tell you what, I work in the South with some Southern people. I, 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 I love Southern people. 
I'm talking about a specific type of Southern person, somebody who maybe is a racist or a sexist or they're all the same person, uh, <laughs> you know, shit like that. People that you can't necessarily get away from, you know, and but it's healthier if you do. I totally hear what you're talking about. I have a lot of clients sort of stuck in those situations. So here's where I go to my chakra formula. And then after that, I'll give you guys a really easy tip for playing chakras without having to use your brain on it all the time too. But let's just say we're going, you know, the the brain's happier when it's disengaged. I believe that. But we're going to use the brain for a minute. So third chakra, stomach area, that's about work. Holds fears, discriminations, but it also is the center that reacts to other people who are negative or judgmental, you know, all the racist, biased, all that sort of crap that's in the world right now and that I think you're really talking about, that's what that solar plexus chakra is sort of in charge of. Are we going to pick up on it? Do we need to set boundaries? How do we set up our structures at work? How do we deal with toxic work people? That's the energy center that we want to come through in a healthy way so we're not impacted by it. You know, we're not going to change anybody else. I don't know about you guys. I read the law of attraction. I think it's good as far as it goes. But I am personally not going to be able to control other people. Like, if they're right. well, how they're going to treat me, what they're going to do, I don't go that far to yeah. think I'm in charge of, like, the universe. <laughs> I don't think right. so. <laughs> You're not. But I can do me. Nice. <laughs> I'd yeah. love to. It would be a lot different universe. <laughs> But I can do me. So here's a cheat sheet for people who just want to know maybe three things about chakras, okay? There's two wheels to every chakra, and the outer wheel holds all the crud. That's our family programming, the toxic programs, our reactions to people. It attracts their energy. Yes, you can take on their pain, their feelings, their ideations, their pathologies, whatever, their illnesses. But inside of every chakra, if you see it like just this beautiful sort of vortex in the center of the body, most of them are in the center of the body, you know, up and down the spine, not all of them. But the inner wheel holds what I would call your essence. Like your good stuff, your spirit, your connection to whatever you call the divine, the goddess, the universe, whatever. And if you just focus from that place, pretend you're the sun and start radiating out, you know what? Ain't nothing gets in to destroy the sun. Think about it. All that NASA crap out in the, you know, out there in outer space, it doesn't make it to the center of the sun. You just want to no, burn everybody else's stuff out before it lands. You, you don't want to crash landing on you. <laughs> so that's the simplest technique I use is you just think oh, of the center, like come it. from there, and radiate. Yeah. Period. Damn. Okay, it's easier than I thought. Yeah, right. but then you don't I'm have learning. to meditate those six hours a day that the Buddhists often do. You don't have to do all that. <laughs> yeah. My husband would love six hours to do anything in a row. Um, but, yeah, it's true. And that that makes a lot – for somebody like me who's clueless, that made a lot of sense. But I'm really eager to get into the book because – well, first of all, I have to ask, when did you start writing this book? Because it's so timely, and I know you didn't write it a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> that – then I'd be really rich if I could really do a book a week. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But I mean, this 
big book with a lot of exercises and information and you know it's it's obviously as you've stated it's not a substitute for medical care if medical care is needed get it um but it's it really goes a long way into delving into what affects us as human beings and and you explore all these different things about grieving and about you know the body and how it works and how it reacts to things and there's exercises in here and I started like I said I started doing them and I was like <gasps> uh oh I, I have a lot of work to do um, you know and there's there's subtle energy techniques for different things healings and and you know strengthening and getting guidance and I mean you really it's really big and complete. Like, it's a great book. It's a great reference book, I think. It's a great book if you're learning about chakras or you want to learn about chakras. I mean, it's, there's a lot of information in here. So how, this must have taken you quite some time to work out. Well, I have been gathering this information, I think, for decades because I do, I do energy healing, intuitive work, and at least 80% of the people who see me, the reason they see me, is because the problems in their life or the challenges or the opportunities they can't quite get to are caused by trauma, which is, which is stress that doesn't go away. That's really what that is. And when stress doesn't go away, you can get any sort of issue, from emotional baggage to addictions, allergies, pain, autoimmune disorders. So I've been working with this stuff for a long time because I work with clients. And I wanted to write this book for about five, six years. Then about maybe two years ago, Llewellyn said, they're a great publisher. They were like, go for it. We'll, we want you to write this. And so it probably took me about a year to actually write it. It does have a lot of biology because in my yeah. world where I do intuitive work, I think it's, it's foolish to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, keep the science. We do have bodies. We're not yeah. just mystical energy. And sure. we are also mystical energy. So I'm trying to put those two aspects of us together, sort of the body and the soul, to show how those work. And so it is jam-packed because I find this approach really works. Do what needs to be done for the body. I'm sorry, you're not going to lose weight if you don't change how you eat. But you're probably not sure. going to change how you eat if you're eating like 50 donuts a day unless you work through the old traumatic reasons you're eating 50 donuts a day. So, right. um, so But you know what was cool? I got the proofs of the book, the, the edits you know, of the book in lockdown in April. And my editor was, uh, we're in a pandemic. That's sort of traumatic. Can you add more information? So I can't believe how quickly we were able to add an additional 12 pages because I'd been working with the SARS-CoV-2 with the, with the COVID-19. I've been working with energetic protection for that, energy, energetic ways of defusing the virus. And so it all got to get in there. The timing must have been whatever you call the divine timing because yeah, we were yeah. able to slip it in within a week before it had to go to press. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's pretty crazy. darn good. Yeah, that's uh, like seriously impressive. So I have to ask, most trauma 
and there's a lot of talk about PTSD these days, is most trauma really caused in childhood? Because what I'm seeing is, you know, when you're raised in a, in a trauma situation where there's abuse or whatever, and you have your own children and you try to make sure that you don't throw your shit on them, but somehow yeah. you do anyway and they wind up having, you know, different reactions to their trauma that you fucking gave them and didn't intend to give them. Is there any way around that? Is there any is there any situation where we are not either getting shit as children or passing it on to other children? Well, probably not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right. Okay. So, I think there's different sources or origins of trauma. So, I'm going to go super global and super metaphysical. So I believe we all have a soul. And I think the soul travels through time, including into different lifetimes and in between lifetimes. I think its task is to learn about itself and learn about love. And on the way, we make a lot of mistakes or people just hurt, you know, other souls hurt us. So we gather all these wounds. And I think our soul from long, long time ago probably has an initial wound, some huge mega wound, like, oh, my God, everybody rejected me, or I want to be king of the hill and nobody's going to let me, or I'm not as good as everybody else. So I think our soul has gone through time carrying this major wound, trying to work on it. And so then when we come into a life like this one, we're carrying in past life wounds too, along with the Mm -hmm. major one. And this is going to be the depressing part of the program right now. Okay. So then – We're coming in, and then we have our ancestors. Their issues transfer into our physical body. Science knows that at least 14 generations of our ancestors' memories are on what's called the epigenome. It's a chemical soup around our genes. And those memories stir on and off depending on what we go through in life. So we can literally go through what grandma went through 20 years ago or, or 100 years ago. or two, you know, so I think it goes back more than 14 generations, you know, 2,000 years ago. So we bring through our, in our stuff. We get our ancestor stuff. Then by the time we're four, most of our programming, therapists say this, most of our programming from in the womb and childhood are pretty well set. Doesn't mean we can't get traumatized after that. But I think our reactions, our our basic programming is set by about age four. The cool thing, though, okay. and this I'm going back to the well, science, wait, wait, is that you can wait, change it. Cindy. You can change it. Cindy, before you go any further with how to change it, I need to take this moment to address my ancestors. Couldn't one of you bitches eat a salad? Did everyone have to <laughs> like the donuts? Thank you so much. Go ahead, Cindy. So sorry. Hey, you know what? You know what is funny about that? I'm all Norwegian, and I tell you, I struggled to eat anything but white food because that's pretty much all the Norwegians eat. White bread, potatoes, (laughs) fish. I mean, you know, you throw in a few lingonberries and you're good to go. That's it if you're Norwegian. (laughs) Lingonberries are good. They are, but it took me a lot of years to train myself to eat green vegetables because they don't make them in Norway. Yeah. You know? We do get stuck. We do get stuck with what came before us. We just do. 
Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> okay. So programming is complete by AJ. Then what happens? Well, then it either repeats or we get new wounds. <laughs> right? Like, oh, here's a new experience. I never had this bad thing happen before. Let's add it to the oh, list. So, yeah. again, I said, Try this that. is the depressing part. This is the, the sequencing as first we do the bad stuff. Um, but you know what? When we start to wake up, and I don't know what you want to call it, going online, getting conscious, going, you know, the old matrix sort of idea, when you say, I want to pop out of the computer, I don't want mm-hmm. to live these patterns. I don't want to just react in the same old way. Like, that's when we can start to change things. We can revisit the past and heal it. We can say no to our ancestors. We can say no to taking on other people's energies. And then I think the real task and the fun part is on burying, right, like literally, un, ex, you know, excavating, like, who we really are and putting that self in charge. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of layers and a lot of excavating. I mean, and, you know, in in my branch of witchcraft we we revere our ancestors and you know there's not a lot of addressing of the things that you just talked about as far as carrying all of those energies with us the good the bad and the ugly so it's it's something i'm going to have to figure out and work through in that regard because and of course i was kidding about the eat a salad well i really wasn't kidding about the eat a salad thing but yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me you know as somebody who believes in past lives you know i can see that there were different things that happened to me it, you know nothing crazy just you know shit in other lives that was not pleasant um so it, that makes sense to me. But, yeah, that's a lot to uncover. And you're right. Like, depending on when the trauma happened, there have been things that have happened in my life that were allegedly traumatic that I don't feel traumatized me. But there are simple things, like little wounds that, as an adult, you think that's not a big deal. But they hit at an age where it was a big deal. And I find that those are a lot of the things that people carry with them. And if you're the type of person who, like, remembers every imagined wound or anything that really did happen and you carry that into every day with you, it makes it really hard to function under certain circumstances. So I'm, I'm, there's a lot to unravel. <laughs> this is not easy I like- work. No, but I like that you're pointing out the positives, too. I just worked with a woman a couple of days ago who had uh, an ancestor's spirit from a few generations ago that was still hanging around her, and it was very negative. It was taking her life energy. It didn't want to be dead. It kept trying to come in her body, and she would feel these bouts of depression and anxiety, and I believe that there's genuine biological depression and anxiety. So we treat that in one Mm -hmm. way. This was sort of energetic. This was like, she was like, something's coming in me. This is not me in me. And so we untooled it. We went back to that ancestor's story, kind of figured out what got it so hot and bothered, helped it to the other side. And then, then a different ancestor from generations 
previously showed up who was a healer, a midwife, a healer, whose soul said, you know, let me kind of tuck you in. Let me help you. Let me train you. So I think it's sort of like almost anything is what's going to work for us and what's not. And then we need to be aware enough to know where do we want to spend our time working on stuff. Because you can unpeel the old onion until, I don't know, 5,000 lives from now, right? So what's the quickest way to do it? (laughs) I like quick. (laughs) (laughs) Uncovering positive helps it go faster. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that's good. I mean, because I think there isn't a soul alive that isn't traumatized by something or someone, you know, or or some situation in life. I think we've. I I don't know how you would even get through life without having some kind of severe trauma. I don't think I've ever met anyone who didn't have some severe trauma. So this is really applicable to mankind. Period. I would think. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. And, you know, speaking as a parent, I, I know I've effed up my kids. I can say fucked on this radio show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I fucked up my kids. And my my sons don't mind telling me how I fuck up. <laughs> That's, wow. I mean, one of my jokes with my youngest, who's now 21, is that I had a rule with both my sons when they were boys that we could give each other timeouts. So I could give them a timeout, but they could give me timeouts. My set, my 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 oldest was sort of a holy terror. He got a few timeouts, you know. But my youngest is really this creative, cool guy. I got four timeouts. He got none. Wow! <laughs> wow. I believe it. <laughs> but I they don't have any problem telling me what they what their yeah. issues are with me, which I, I think that's yeah. what we should aim for. Can we be honest with each other? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I see I tell my kids everything and they tell me everything, like all the time, whether I want to know it or not, because I instilled in them at an early age, just don't lie to me. Tell me everything, whether I'm gonna like it or not, and but just don't lie to me because I can deal better with the truth than with a lie. And they got punished really severe. Like for two months, they were on punishment when they were they weren't even ten and eight yet. But they had lied to me, and it was like, oh, you know, you fucked up. Now I'm going to have to go on your ass hard all day every day. After two months of continuously being mad at them, they were like, bitch, please, we can't handle this no more. So can you please figure out how to not be mad? So I was like, all right, and I calmed down. And I said, okay, so I guess you guys now understand. They were like, yes, Mom, I'm sorry. We won't do it again. And it's been completely honest ever since. But some of those honesty moments are brutal because, you know, when my older son lost his virginity, you know, he called me up. He's like, hey, Mom, I guess I got to tell you something. You know, I... I did it. I had sex with so-and-so. I was like, I'm so glad you came to me and told me. And, oh, you know, my son told me. And then I find out an hour later, his stepfather already knew. And so did his younger brother. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I thought you were going to tell me. I thought I was the first person you were going to tell. I was, like, so hurt that I wasn't the first person. And they're like, he wasn't going to tell you first. You're your mom. I'm like, what the fuck difference does that mean? So apparently there's still this stigma of 
yeah, mom wants to know everything, but maybe she doesn't need to know everything first. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I was so sad. Aww. I really was. I, I thought, oh, my boy came to me and told me. Yeah, everybody else had known for like eight months. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I'm not special. Mm-hmm. No, I know. We do have big hearts, we mothers do, don't we? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. My 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 oldest wouldn't tell me stuff. I just figured it out. I remember him saying one time to me, it is so not fair having a psychic mother. You know, every fucking thing I do as soon as I've done it, because I can't keep a secret. Like I knew one day that his um, father and stepmother were out of town and I was supposed to be in charge, like not let him go to their house. He could drive while they were gone because you know what kids do when there's nobody at home hello this mm, over the age of 40 or whatever it is and so he was yep. maybe half an hour late he came in I go you were over at your dad's weren't you he goes no no I wasn't I go you were over at your dad's so I texted Tom and Deb you know and yeah. there was nothing anybody could do because I couldn't go in there or whatever but as soon as right. they got home they checked the beds <laughs> And there had been, you know, some hanky-panky going on during that half hour. And Michael was uh, like, yeah. how, how can I hide anything? This is just not fair. <laughs> so all, I think all women have an intuition. Yeah. <laughs> I tried not to. I did not want to do that to them. But as they got older, they I think child energy guards itself easier than adult energy. I think adult energy is easier to read because you recognize certain hallmarks of personality a lot faster when you're an adult and when they're adults. You read patterns, which is really about subtle energy because that's sort of what the book goes into, but I think that's just in general what a lot of metaphysicians work with. It's there's patterns. There's like energy patterns that you can't, you can maybe even diagnose, here's an event in childhood, or here's what happened with my ancestors, or here's this thing that happened in a past life. So you can diagnose, here's a poverty pattern, or here's an alcoholism pattern, or here's an opportunistic pattern, or a um, healthy emotional pattern. But it's it's really kind of all about patterns. So if you don't like what you're seeing in your life, you, you want to change the patterning that's making that happen. Huh. So if you change a certain pattern in your life, are you talking about a behavioral pattern or are you talking about a, a subconscious pattern in, in the sense of it's, it's a way of thinking about something as opposed to a way you're reacting to something? Um, what, what does that actually mean? I think that's a great question. I think we start with behavior just to see if that'll work. So we stop eating the donuts every day and we eat quinoa instead, right? Or whatever it is that's your thing or hemp. And But if sure. you can't sure. do it, if, you know, like, or let's say it's really challenging to hold a job. So you just say, you know, I'm just going to act okay, different yeah. in this next job. So you can start with behavior, but if the behavior doesn't change anything if it doesn't last if you can't maintain it then you've got to look for subconscious patterns and then people typically try to change their belief system right do an affirmation i really love myself i am worthy rather than unworthy maybe work through some memories Uh and 
emotions. So that's typically the next step, which is great. But if that doesn't work, then you're sort of in my world where you go, okay, what are the invisible energies? What are the invisible patterns? What did I psychically pick up from my parents? Am I holding my dad's anger? Or am I acting out my grandmother's issues and I just didn't know it? Or am I the caretaker for the whole family? So when I was coming into the womb, I said, I will heal everybody. So I think you start behavior, then you work a little bit more therapeutically. Uh, But if that's not working, you've got to go in subconscious, which I think is also the soul. It's the invisible realm. Mm. And that's where and that's where you come in, right? I mean, you, that's where I, come you in. Actually I go there. Know, you you know how to do that deep dive in, and help, like basically excavate and pull things out and say, "Oh, look what I found! Let's examine this." That's great. It it I makes it faster to go for the cause and just pull out pull it out. Then you can lift ten layers at a time. Oh wow. Mm. That's a lot. I mean, there's and there's so much. And the older you get, the more there is to dig through. Does it just pile on layer after layer, or is there a way for you doing what you do to like get to the to the root faster? I mean, does it? Do you really have to go? Like, I'm I'm almost I'll, I'll be 59 this year. Do you have to go through all those years first, or can you just completely jump to ancestor stuff? I think that's a good question, you know, and I'm going to give a not good answer. Um, I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the person. I've seen clients who have literally spent eight years doing really rigorous therapy, like EMDR, eye movement desensitization therapy, like going through every memory, right, to make a big difference. But sometimes I think we can jump to ancestors or sometimes – we can get to the single most challenging issue. For instance, in my life, I've had two or three main issues. One of them has been, I'm going to do it all for everybody. So that's a pretty darn big activity, right? Unconscious, yeah, subconscious. Yeah. That's a little much. Stupid yeah, activity. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, you know, right. So, right. So am I really going to want, you know, so as I've gone through life, did I really need to take every antibiotic for every illness or take allergy pills for every allergy or figure out why I have this allergy from a past life? Or what's worked yeah. much better for me much more recently is to just say, all right, I'm not in charge of everybody else. I'm just going to work on my stuff and say no to what's other people's yeah. stuff and give them compassion but not me. And all of a sudden, all these things in life changed. All these negatives just stopped. Or my reaction stopped, I should even say. So I think if you find the primal issues, you can you can sort of like at one blow take care of a lot of secondary ones. Yeah. Well, let's say the person, but let's say you've got significant trauma from somebody who has passed on. Yeah. How do you how do you react to that and not make up for it with them necessarily because they're obviously past, but is there anything that can be done about a situation where, you know, you can no longer react to that person if it's person related, it usually is person related. 
I mean, are there any are there any guidelines for how to deal with? Because I think a lot of thing a lot of the time when people have trauma from other people, what happens is if you're able to actually express that to the person and release it, that's a great thing to do. But a lot of the time, when you're my age, you don't have that person that that created that trauma. Uh, to talk to about it or to try to heal from it with. So what do you do in those situations? Well, it's a great question because a lot of times, even if you do have the person and they're alive, they're probably going to say F you (laughs) and not talk to you anyway. I mean, if they're a lot of perpetrators just don't want to deal with their shame, so they're not going to interact with the victims anyway, even if they are alive. Mm -hmm. It's nice when somebody does, but I don't usually expect it. You know, Souls exist before birth and after death. So there's two main approaches I take to deal with trauma with or because of somebody who has passed over. I frequently am able to help call the dead soul, the deceased soul, to the client to see if we can actually have a dialogue. It's not uncommon. Probably if I see 30 clients a week, I would say if there's, you know, probably 10 sessions, eight sessions, we're talking to somebody from the beyond because we want to clear something up. We want to release an unhealthy attachment. There needs to be some forgiveness. And sometimes the deceased isn't any better dead than alive. They're not any nicer. So then we do what you do when you're alive, right? And you say, I don't need to be connected to you anymore. I want to be separated out. I'm going to give you back your energy, your your pain, your shame, your issues. I'm not going to carry them anymore. You deal with them wherever you go now in a good place. God bless you. Goodbye. Um, so it's sort of almost the same therapeutic process. So I didn't realize huh. you were a medium as well. So do they come through you? Well, they talk to me. I do not want them in my body. <laughs> okay. Like, no, you know what? I've spent a long time learning how to keep this body healthy. I don't want them in. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't but blame they come you. sometimes. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, but it's, I just didn't realize that that was part of what you did as well. So I apologize for not knowing that before now. But that's fascinating. I mean, the ability to call in, uh, you know, so can you go back further, like ancestor stuff, and pull them, you know, like get messages from them as well during these these sessions? A lot of times they'll show up. I'm going to tell you guys one of oh. my favorite stories. I, this isn't an ancestor Ooh, one, this is a cool one. All right, so I worked with I a woman. Um, oh, I'm usually over the phone, so I don't know who they are or what they look like. And we were spot on with the session, and she was in a very strange marriage. Her, she was married to her husband. He was dying of cancer. He was living with a call girl who had a client list that was active, an active client list. I know. That was in real life. And she wouldn't divorce him because he was dying and she wanted to inherit the money. I get it. Cool. Right? I mean, yeah. hello. If you're going you through that, through you want something that. out of it. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, you're not going through this for nothing. So, uh-huh. And she she asked me something about, she said she wanted to become famous. I said, well, what do you want to do to become famous? She goes, I don't really care, but I want to be able to give a TED Talk. That was her goal. I said, well, what 
subject do you know really well? Well, there really wasn't anything. So you can't create nothing. You can't create something out of absolutely nothing. There's not, there wasn't a lot to work with there. So all of a sudden I feel this knock on the head. Like I can feel it, like tap, tap, tap. And I look intuitively and I see this image of a man. He's giving himself this image of me. He's bare butt naked wearing an apron, you know, that just covers his front side. I, I know it was really a hoot. I could see exactly what he looked for. He's in the kitchen. He's cooking, and he's singing. And there was another guy in the kitchen with him. And it was the only image I could get. So I, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to help her give a TED Talk. But I said, this is the image I'm getting. She goes, oh, that's my dead brother. <laughs> she said, yeah, he he loved singing. He was a musician. He made his living as a cook, and he was gay. And his partner's dead, too, so I'm, you know, I'm glad that they're together. And yeah. I just loved this guy. I mean, he was just prancing around in that apron, having a great time. So I asked him, what do you want to tell your sister about the TED Talk? And he said, oh, tell her to give up on the TED Talk. Write trashy novels about her husband. Ah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> she didn't oh. like the idea. No she rejected it. <laughs> oh really? Oh. I mean, come on. You'd yeah. make a million dollars on a trashy novel with that plot line, I think. <laughs> I, it would, it would right. definitely sell well. I, I actually used to write trashy novels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want to write one. I really, that's like something on my to-do list is to write trashy novels. Did you like writing oh, them? Seriously. Really? Actually, yeah, yeah. You. I mean, it was enjoyable. It, it was just I decided to kind of step away from it because I didn't want to write anything my kids couldn't read. <laughs> you know, it, it was just I felt like I was interjecting like sex scenes. But I'll have to send you one or two. Yeah, would you do uh, that? Yeah. I, I, have a, I, I already have a character. She never has sex with anybody but she just flirts with them a lot so i already have a character savannah georgia uh-huh so i'd oh. love to see one of your books i'd love to see one yeah i'll send you one i'll send you one thank you you're <laughs> this awesome. <is> great <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. we are a so, as you can see folks we are a far cry from where we fucking started on this show yeah, yeah i was thinking the same thing shocker to sex scenes <laughs> But you know what? That's apropos for this show because we do shit like that all the time. We have great intentions in the beginning. We're going to keep it not clean, but we're going to keep it about the subject matter. And we veer off. We can't help ourselves. It's just the nature of who we are. Fuck it. But you brought up sex. So, I mean, we went there. We will always go there. That's our favorite place Mm -hmm. to go. (laughs) I'm glad I participated the right way. you're amazing i mean you've got all these amazing abilities and you've done all this this work and it's that's extensive stuff i mean you've done a lot of medical research it seems from what i'm looking at with this book i mean you break it down piece by piece and like i said it's 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 not that it's easy subject matter, but I think you break it down in a way that makes it understandable and 
makes it easier to start learning about how chakras work, how subtle energies work, um, and what you can do with them to try to fix, you know, we all glitch out. <laughs> and I think this is great to kind of help unstick some of us. I think it's going to be uh, really good once I dive even deeper and do more of the exercise. I mean, I did a couple of the exercises, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm fucked. But that's okay, because you gave me the tools to fix it, which is great. Um, so I really, I have to say, this book is this is this book is cool. So I wanted to ask you, are you writing more now or do you have another book coming up? What's going on? What's happening in your world? I am working on a couple more. I am in my own time. This is sort of a direction I want to go. I'm working on an ebook, energy work for athletes. I am super into wow. helping athletes. I have gotten really good with athletes. My son is 21. He's a college baseball player pitcher he's he's gotten really good okay i'm bragging on him he hit 96.9 yesterday miles per hour so i know i know i know and i could have cared less about athletics until he was 16 (laughs) 17 his dad sort of disappeared i got this dream that he made the majors as a pitcher and i'm like i'm not going to tell him that because he sucks he's just no good and he came to me with a desire to do that and then I was in then I had to learn everything that there was to learn about baseball but you know I do energy work so I'm working on that ebook I have another book it's a reissue of a book that came out like 15 years ago advanced chakra healing it's this it's a bigger book than even the one you're looking at it's this gigantic manual on energetic reality and it became sort of a weird cult classic. It was bought by Random House and then they killed it. And then it was selling for like 120 bucks a book or so on wow. Amazon. I'm like, this needs to come back out again. <laughs> so that's coming out. Oh, and then I'm shit. writing a book. I know, isn't that cool, though? I mean, I love yeah, geeky stuff. You can tell, can't you? I like geeky. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. No, that's great. Love yeah. It. And then I'm doing a book with a friend of mine on how to choose your diet based on chakras, like how to figure out your strongest chakra and decide what to eat and how to exercise based on that. Oh, no, yeah, I won't shut up yet because we're not done. But yes, isn't that it's so cool. It's the coolest system. It, oh, I, you know, I, okay, I, I will talk to you after the show because I got issues and questions. See, <laughs> Sandy Dale is the person to go to. <laughs> Get the session as soon as you can because she's going to help you fix some shit. This is ridiculous. I love it. I'm so glad you came on today. This is I'm, like I'm having a great yeah. time. We, yeah, I can swear. I I've never been able to swear on the radio before. I'm not used to yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> we not only encourage it we insist upon it i mean seriously yeah. this is who we are this is what we so yeah i mean but i'm i'm fascinated I, I i'm dying to get the book you haven't completed yet this is so cool um tell people about what you're doing now that like you're not i i assume you've gone and done talks and stuff in person like what are you doing now do you have zoom meetings are you are you giving lectures are you giving classes teaching what are you what's happening with you right now 
Yeah, everything's just moved to Zoom. But, you know, I was already working on Zoom for my own classes, and I do all my most of my client work on the phone anyway. So, yeah, I'm just doing Zoom stuff. I've got a super cool – the Shift Network is doing a class with me. It's my first one with them. starts in, like, uh-huh. early September. I don't even remember the name because it's really long. It's got, like, 42 words. But it's, it's basically really advanced energy healing techniques uh-huh. because they let me just put all the cool stuff in there, like psychic surgery and choosing foods through your chakras environmental toxicity, yeah. advanced clairvoyance. So I I don't really mind being a little more isolated because I think I'm able to get more creative. Maybe because I can't really yeah. see people, I just say whatever the shit I want, and then right. it's more fun for me too. That's awesome. And you can do it in your pajamas pretty much if you wanted to. Well, I have sweatpants on, though. I'm not in my pajamas. I'm in sweatpants. You guys – you guys got the higher order wardrobe today. I'm actually wearing sweatpants. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh great. Thank you. Thank you rank higher versus the pajamas. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, Sydney, you're a delight. I swear. You're gonna have to come back on. When are your when are your other things being released? When when is your dietary and chakra book and your your ebook when are those slated I think for? I'm I trying to get the ebook I'm trying to get the ebook done by the end of the year that's what I'm doing and it's an ebook so I don't have to do the whole you know sort of crisis publishing thing and then Llewellyn's mm-hmm. putting advanced chakra healing out late next spring of 21 and St. Martin's mm-hmm. is putting the eat for your chakra type book out the year after that so everything's okay. sort of moving around, but that keeps my that keeps my plate full. I mean, but I haven't written a trashy yeah. novel yet, so I've got to get that one going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can listen. It sounds like one extra thing to do isn't going to sway you either way. So I, I expect some heavy duty sex scenes with lots of cursing on the horizon. Um, but I got to tell you, I I'm really looking forward to everything else you're doing. And uh, I would encourage folks to li- to check you out at www.cindydale.com. We also have the link uh, on our show page if anybody's checking into that. Um, Cindy, you're amazing. Uh, holy shit. Uh, oh, you guys <laughs> are the not, funnest. This is the funnest life. time I've ever had. I feel like we're supposed to be <laughs> in our coven under the oak tree, oh, wow. right, with our U-Wands uh-huh. and – just yep. you know, just I don't know what you what do you what do you what ayahuasca? What do you drink? What's the drink that we're supposed to use? I have no I, idea. I usually go for chai tea. <laughs> chai tea is fine for me too. <laughs> oh, I drink cold brew coffee that I make myself. That's about as far as uh, I don't drink. I'm not a drinker. I'm no, and I'm a nice time. tea gal, so that goes out the door. There you so. go. <laughs> Oh, well, there, there, we, and there we live in the capital of uh, sweet tea land, so you'll have to come over. I will have to come over. <laughs> and I just do I just do boring tea, though. I don't do the sweet tea, but I could probably be convinced tons to of try it. We have all the tea. Yeah, I can do boring. I'm very Norwegian, remember? It's it's all Norwegian. My go. ancestors are boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will make sure. 
I will make sure I get some lutefisk for you. I will make sure that there is herring for you. I will make sure that there are very flat crackers for you. And maybe we can throw in a, a stroop waffle from another country. Uh, I think the Danish do that. And we'll just put all of that together for you. And that will be a lot of fun, I think. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'll bring the left side. <laughs> ah, awesome. <laughs> it's a deal. Okay, see, and I, I and I know what to serve you, so we're good. We're all good. We're good. Um, <laughs> Cindy, we have like three minutes left, barely three minutes. Um, so are, is there a place that people can – how should people get in contact with you for a session? Uh, and I'm sure you're going to share with us when you get it that um, – the link for what you're what you're doing next your other yes, big exactly lessons. yep 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 it's just it's really just all on my website cindydale.com spelled cool. weird c-y-n-d-i dale you know that's it and there's a lot of you know my you know i i like to meet people where they're at my sessions can get kind of expensive so there's some downloads uh -huh. there's a free download on there right now on covid 19 energetic work about cool. seven minutes of a guided meditation you know to like blast oh, nice. it put up boundaries I, just you know go and download that excellent Absolutely. can i download it to the to the show page I'm sure you can or put the link on there. Anyway, I don't Perfect. know if you can I'll download do it. it to the – yeah, contact us, but I, you can put the link up there and people can go there. Fantastic. That'd be great for us. That's wonderful. Cindy, this has been a gas and a half. I'm so glad you took the time to come and hang with us. Thank you so much for being on today. I'm, I'm really excited to rebook you, which I'll be doing in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast. More sex awesome. talk to come. That's what you have to say next time. More sex there talk to come. <laughs> we will be talking. You heard the guest say what she wants <laughs> to talk about next time. We are, we are here for it. That is happening. Cindy Dale, thank you again, and we will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm honored. Oh. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right, Bye. everybody. Bye. We will see you next time. Have a great afternoon and a great rest of your weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.